Derek, did I ever show you my Superior Spider-Man Lego custom? Mm, I don't think so. The best part about it is it's actually pad printed, Derek. It's not a sticker. So it's like a legit pad printed Lego. Why, the other ones aren't? Some of the customs are stickers. How can you tell at the shows if it's uh Oh, I mean, you can feel it and feel if it's a sticker or not. The pad printed, it's almost like the ink is almost raised on, on the Lego block, so you can run your finger across it almost like Braille, and you can feel the bumps of the ink. That's how you know it's pad printed. Like I'm going to run my fingers over Carly's body after uh, the podcast? Oh, that's oh, the real reason God. that you didn't want to record now. <laughs> you didn't want her to pass out before you had your fun. I mean, hey, if you can be quiet enough, just bang her while we're recording. I don't care. I can't do that listening to your guys' voices. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> Maybe if it was Nate and Russ, it'd be a different story. Uh, oh. They are currently not on my deletion list because they do have magic within them. Three, two, one. And here we go, 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 go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Not Another Nerdy Podcast, episode number 29. My name is Tom Van Zandt. I am your host, and as you can tell from our theme music this week, it's a very special episode of Not Another Nerdy Podcast. We will be doing a full react and review to the brand new Sony slash Marvel MCU movie, Spider-Man Homecoming. But first, let me introduce you to my magical and my metal co-hosts, Mr. D-Rock Derek Mitris. When I say penis, you say Parker. DJ Flash. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. Money, money. And the man who brings the money, Mr. J. Money. Senior Bo, D-Rock. I knew you'd come. What's going on, gentlemen? Yo. Yo. We're dropping this episode pretty quick this week. Oh, somebody just fell off. Derek. <laughs> well, that was quick. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, okay, she's ready. I got to jump off and do this. No, I'm still getting used to the new uh, Skype app, like I told you. Uh, okay. <laughs> Tell Carly to keep her hands to herself until we're done recording. She's in another room. Who's in the other in room? Space and time. Carly. Oh. <laughs> Thank you for that. So what's going on, boys? We had a very interesting and entertaining weekend, didn't we? Sure did, Tom. We all saw a movie, and uh, I don't know if there's anything else worth talking about in this past week. Anything else interesting happened that you want to talk about besides going to see this movie? Anything before we get into it, or what? Nothing at all. Yeah, I mean, we should just talk about the main event. What about you, D-Rock? Anything worth mentioning? Half my toy room fell on the ground. What? (laughs) Did Dr. Bill come over? I think he did, because I left the door open. I left it unlocked one day when I went to work, and when I came home, it was like that. So You're kidding me. I think it was his day off, too. <laughs> it was the cats, wasn't it? It could have been. You can't blame the cats, because, of course, Carly would kill you. But Exactly. It was the cats. Or it was Dr. Bill and his bananas. <laughs> he came Whatever over. it was, it was a fucking nightmare. He came over <laughs> and threw bananas at your toys. 
I went up there today and cleaned up all the mess that was all over the floor. And then half of my DC shelf had knocked over probably from the impact, you know, the shelf over from that shelf that fell. So I picked up probably two shelves worth of six inch DC universe classic figures. Not that's, a fun time. That's no, rough. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when I do that, it encourages me to keep working on the toy room. So I'll be working on it this week after we go to the beach. Nice. Well, my vacation is over, unfortunately. That's what I did last week. I enjoyed my vacation. I put up a nice fence. And, yeah, that was it. That was pretty... Oh, I took Gabby to see Wonder Woman, actually, last uh, last Thursday. Yep. What did she think? She loved it. Did you go to the bathroom during the penis scene? No, I didn't bother. She had a sweatshirt with her in case the theater was cold, so I just had her cover up her face with the sweatshirt during that scene. It was only like 30 seconds, and then I said, okay, you're going to uncover your face again. What did you say? There's a really scary part? No, she knew what was coming. She oh. she saw the guy in the bathtub, so... Oh, okay. <laughs> she's like, he's naked. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, cover your face. You know what I mean? Oh, so she naked. probably thought he was fully naked and they showed it? I don't know what she thought. I didn't ask her, but it doesn't matter. She didn't see that scene. That's all that matters, so... Right, right. Achievement. But she loved the rest of it? Achievement unlocked good parenting. That's what I call that. Uh, yeah, she awesome. loved it. Yep, she, she was a little confused because she doesn't understand... Obviously, she's only eight, so she doesn't know about World War One and World War Two and all that shit. So, right, right. She thought it was taking place currently, and she's like, "We're at war right now." And I go, "No, no, no. This was like ninety years ago or a hundred years ago. It was in the nineteen hundreds." Yeah. So I said, "This was a long time ago." But Wonder Woman's very old because she's a goddess, so she doesn't age. So that's why everything looks old like that. But she still enjoyed it. It did send a weird message to her, though, because she thought at the end of the movie that all the Nazis were good guys again <laughs> after Ares was destroyed. And I had to explain to her that, no, no, honey, the Nazis were never good guys. <laughs> yeah, so she really liked it, though. So I'm Did you pre- tell her we're going to be at war if they make another shitty movie like Batman and D Superman? <laughs> no, but she did see the poster for Justice League when we were walking out of the theater and immediately was like, Daddy, can you take me to that? So I really hope that that movie isn't too out of control that I can't take her because she's very excited about it. She she saw Wonder Woman and Batman standing next to each other, and she freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very cool. Charlie thinks Aquaman is hot. I had a proud nerd dad moment. Yeah, my wife does too. Mrs. Bo is all about Jason Momoa, and when she heard that he was playing Aquaman, she's like, Oh, I might have to see that movie. <laughs> I'm like, you don't care about that shit. She knew who that guy was before the movie? Of course. She's a Game of Thrones fanatic. Oh, okay. I didn't know if she watched Oh, this. yeah. She knows all about Kyle Drago. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. So that was that. And we and that night I went to go see Spider-Man Homecoming, which we are going to break down and discuss on this very podcast. But before we do, Jay Money, you know what I'm going to ask you for. So why don't you give it to me already? Sure, Tom. Everyone can follow us on Facebook at... Facebook.com backslash not podcast one. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at not podcast one. We are on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, YouTube. We are on podknife.com. Please go on there and leave us a five star review. We are also on the nerdpodcastmafia.com website, which all the Nerd Podcast Mafia members are on there. Tom. You are so money and you don't even know it. It's been a while since we've shouted out the Nerd Podcast Mafia. Why don't we do that? We are a lovely group of 11. (laughs) We are not the Nerdy Dozen as I want to be. 
which is unfortunate, but we are eleven. Ocean's eleven. Yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, we're the nerdy eleven. <laughs> so, and we have Dork of all trades, open all powers, superhero speak, Ozzy and the Palm, Geek Yogurt Podcast, Nerdtastic Four, Fans I'm a Troll, Cult Forty Five, Dinner and a Podcast. Oh, my fav- my favorite show. And of course, us. What about So Wizard? Oh yeah, I guess that would be the eleventh one, huh? <laughs> so I was trying not to mention them this week. Sorry, Sean the Tom hater. Oh, I brought. I, I, I said it. So okay, you technically so. didn't say it. Nice, nice. All right, so that's it. That's the eleven members of the Nerd Podcast Mafia. Make sure you check out some of their shows or all of their shows if you have the time to do that. I know that's quite an endeavor, but those are our peeps, and teamwork makes the dream work. So, speaking of our friends, Aussie and the Palm. Jay Money, they offered a mea culpa to you. And a you what? A mea culpa, and you still haven't acknowledged it. And what's up with that? A what? An apology. Oh, well, what did you call it? A mea culpa. I have no clue what that is. Well, that's because you're an ignorant fuck. All right. Or as you would say. I never heard of that before. As you would say, you stupid fuck. Yeah. D-Rack never heard of that either. Oh, that you're, you, uh, come on. Is what that English? Amica Mutual? What? Is it? Is it English? <laughs> Is that Japanese? Are you talking Amazonian? Are you talking Australian again? I am. That's Australian. Okay. Mia culpa. An acknowledgement of one's fault or error. Sounds like a WWE woman's wrestler on NXT. It's last. Wasn't that the girl who was an American pie? Yes. Yes. Mia culpa. Yep. No, American beauty. No, it's uh, Mia culpa is Latin. And I'm surprised you've never heard that term before. Never in my life. Either as D-Rock. All right. Well, I don't. I, I don't know any terms from a dead language. <laughs> you know uh, Semper Fi, don't you? I was in the Marines, in the Army. All right. Well, anyways, so they apologized to you for screwing up and giving credit to D-Rock on the top five. You had offered a top five or something. Yeah, top five monster. Yeah, monsters. And they two weeks in a row they gave D-Rock credit for it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well. They did apologize, so do you want to accept their apology, or what do you want to do? I wouldn't. Uh, All I'm going to say is, don't worry about it. All right. Well, that's big of you. (laughs) Russ, Nate, I know I wasn't the one offended, but I accept your apology on behalf of Not Another Nerdy Podcast. So, you guys are okay in my book. There's something else I wanted to say. What what the hell was it? Oh, money. Yes. I watched Glow. Oh, yeah, on your recommendation from last week's episode. The whole season? I watched, I binged and watched all 10 episodes. They're only half hour long anyway, but I watched yeah. all, all 10 episodes in two nights. And what did you think? I thought it was great. Awesome. I can see what Derek's saying. It has its boring parts. I get it. But the, mm-hmm. honestly, the characters were intriguing enough and compelling enough that I made it through. And I thought the payoff was worth it. What did you think of the last scene of the last episode? It was great, and I can't wait. They better do a season two. And the season two, I want season two to be wrestling matches for like the yep. first 10 minutes, and then the last 20 minutes behind the scenes shit. That's the way they should set up the series going forward. Mm-hmm. I want legit wrestling matches with an actual storyline going on, and then, in all did, the, and then all the behind the scenes shit that happens after that. Did you like how during the last match they went back and forth between modern footage and then what it would look like in the 80s yes it was fucking awesome i in the in the song it was great 
We yeah, will that, be. They couldn't have had a better. Let ending. me tell you something, Pat Benatar. I love Pat Benatar anyway, but the song "Invincible" is one of my favorite Pat Benatar songs of all time. So the fact that they used that was just amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, was I, lo- I love that song. It was great. It and all, the whole soundtrack was great. And Mark Marin, dude, stole that fucking show. That guy he was, was awesome. He was awesome. If you don't want to watch that show, just watch it for him. He's so fucking funny in that show. I like him in that show. So I took your recommendation. I'm glad I did, and I second your recommendation. If anyone out there listening to me, even if you're not a wrestling fan, I'll tell you what, this show made me more excited about wrestling. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm actually pretty stoked for season two. I can't wait. Have they confirmed that they're doing another season? They haven't confirmed yet, but I would just assume on the reviews alone that they're going to. Well, everyone's talking about it, so it's got to be one of the most watched and streamed programs oh, on yeah. Netflix. Right and com- compared to their other shows, it must cost like nothing to oh, make. Co- yeah, I, I can't imagine that costs anything to make. Because the, there's, yeah. o- there's only like one... I mean, Mark Maron's not even really that big of a name. There's only... Alison Brie... Oh my god, and boy, her boobs didn't disappoint, did they? I told you. Oh, you were right. Alison Brie is like the only real name in that show. Right. And oh. then you realize all those other dude wrestlers that were in it, they're all real wrestlers. Right, right, right. Like yep. the trainer at the beginning, that was John Morrison. What would be awesome is if they actually got some of the original Glow ladies to do cameos in season two. Yeah, that would be cool. See uh, Americana or Hollywood and Vine or who are some of these old original Glow? Mount like Fiji. the farmer's daughter. Mount Fiji couldn't be in it. I think she's she's dead, right? Yeah, a lot of them are. Yeah. But uh, the farmer's daughter. Yeah. <laughs> she was one of them. David Palmer's wife. Yeah, right. I didn't realize David Palmer's wife from 24 was one of the Glow Girls. That's pretty awesome. Which one was she, do you know? I don't know. I saw her in the credits from the original Glow cast online, and it didn't say who her character was, but she was in the show. Uh, That's cool. Yeah, it was really well done. It's well written. I'll be the first to admit I was a little confused at first because I don't want to get into spoilers for people who haven't seen it, but... The main plot line between the two main characters there, the two best friends. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell if if she knew what she was doing to her friend and did it anyway, or if it was a mistake. Like, she didn't know what was going on and then found out after the fact who, you know what I mean? Right, right. Tom, you remember when they went to see the guys wrestling show, Mr. Monopoly? Yeah, and Steel Horse. Yeah, check the group chat right now. Oh, you met that guy. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. It was, Joe, it was Joey Ryan, Derek. That's pretty awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, he was a character, Mr. Monopoly. He was just like kind of like a million-dollar man character. Right, right. And Alex Riley was the like all-American blue-collar guy to take him down. Yeah, Steel Horse. Yeah, I think Mr. Monopoly like bought out his factory and shut it down or something. That's right, and stole his girl. Yeah, stole his girl, too. That's right. <laughs> and then punched her. He like, punched her in the face. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I was like, oh, my God. The show was great. It really was great. Yeah. The only part... <clears throat> Bad part of it was that whole like abortion thing that was kind of uh, spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Well, I'm only on, I'm only on episode four. Or spoilers. Five, so. Spoilers. Uh-oh. Well, you didn't say who had the abortion, but yeah, I mean, yeah. I I, I kind of see the point behind it. Like she had basically lost everything, and that yep. was, and she, then she had to make des- the decision to terminate that pregnancy and basically be alone. Like she had been, right. she had felt alone, and that was going to be her chance to not be alone. You know what I mean? But. And uh, the welfare queen, she's a real wrestler. She's awesome. She was wicked cool. Oh my god! And and uh, the coke chick, what the hell was her name? Mel, um, Melrose. She was cool. Melrose. She, she they were the cast was really great. 
They did a mm-hmm. really good job. And the writing was good. And Mark Marin, like he said in the show, the devil always has the best lines. He had the best fucking lines in that show, man. He was so great. Yep. The so, money's in the chase. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, what a great line at the end, huh? Mm-hmm. Well, it was wonderful. And he, has, and he has a great cock, right? Didn't he say that? He did say that. <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And he was fucking that hot British chick, so good for him. Shagging. Shagging, sorry, my bad. It's a good show, so so thank you, Money, for recommending that. You're welcome, Tom. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I did, and I enjoyed Alison Bree's boobs. You never, did, you never did any of my recommendations, Tom? That's not true. What have you done that I recommend? Uh, I don't think you've read, yeah, see, you, you don't even know. You, you, I don't think you've read anything I've recommended in no, comics. you're right, I haven't, because that would require me buying something. I already subscribed to Netflix. You haven't collected anything that I've recommended, like Loyal Subjects or the Boss Fight Studio figures. That's because the Boss Fight Studio figures are expensive, and I do they collect. Are. I collect the Loyal Subjects. When you give them to me, I, I collect them. <laughs> You've given well, the, me the, the 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 buck stuffs here. You've given me snake eyes. You've given me copperhead. You're giving me a beachhead. So slowly, I want, but, I want my four dollars back for the beachhead. Slowly now. but surely, my collection's growing as you give them to me. So no, I mean you've re- you've recommended a couple things on Netflix that I've watched. Really? Yeah, that you recommended right. that show. The movie. It had Chad Radwell in it, and he was a soldier. Oh, that, that movie, yeah, the military movie. Yeah, I watched that. Yeah, it was good, right? It was excellent. Yeah. Very dark at points. Yeah, but yeah, I watched that. I can't remember the name of it now. I'm black. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, I I can't think of it either. But I did on your recommendation. I watched that. I just didn't mention it on the show. But okay, anyway. that's right. We we, we can spend uh, twenty minutes on uh, something that Jay Money recommends next week too, instead of my stuff. Oh, stop it! I I understand. Oh, come on. <laughs> Honestly, I think people that listen to our podcast would enjoy Glow. That's why I'm seconding the recommendation. That's all. So I guess it's just a one recommendation because well, the- my non-recommendation cancels out Jay Money. So. <laughs> you're so you're like a chick sometimes. You're so sensitive. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. So what do we want to do? We want to talk about Spider-Man: Homecoming or what? I thought we were talking about Ant-Man. No. He did what? It? Ant-Man, Ant-Man, the Wasp, the new movie coming out Ugh. next summer. Uh, no. All right. I got my IMAX tickets. <laughs> Jay Money's already got his steel book reserved at Best Buy when it comes out in two a year and a half. I gotta I gotta get my tickets for that because I really screwed up with Spider Man. Oh yeah, you did. Oh, tell that story real quick before we get into the review. All right. Well, I was so excited to go see this that I drove about an hour and a half away from Not Headquarters to go see it in three D IMAX. Where's Not Headquarters located? In Hoyoke, Massachusetts, USA, Earth, Milky Way. And so you were going out to where to see it? In Natick, Massachusetts, USA, Earth, Milky Way. Okay, and that is, I can vouch, that is a good hour and a half away. Yep, and I wanted to go to the 3D IMAX, which is a 4K, and it's the real IMAX where there's the speakers in the seats and things like that. Oh, nice. So I drove out there, and I got there about... An hour and a half before the movie started, and right when you walk in, a big sign on the door, 7 o'clock show, sold out. Oh. Man, this is some bullshit! So I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? And when I was at home, I was thinking about getting tickets online, and I went on the website, and the tickets were $7 more if you ordered them online. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, not a dollar more or two. They were 7 So I'm like, How whatever. They, hold on. How do they justify that? It was a $3 
service fee and then a four dollar online transaction fee. You should have went through Fandango. It was only a dollar thirty five service fee for me. I don't know if this theater had that because it's like inside of a furniture store and stuff. Oh, it's uh, Jordan, you see what I'm saying? Jordan's, it's not like Jordan's Furniture. Yeah, yeah. so it's not like uh, AMC or right. a, or a, you know any other chains. Rave, yeah, right. Yeah, Cinem- so I don't Cinemark. know if they had that. Okay, fair enough. So the the next showing was until ten, and I was like, I'm not waiting, you know, four and a half hours around here to go see it. So mm-hmm. there was another like regular movie theater chain about five minutes from there so i'm like all right i'm gonna go drive over there and check it out so i get into there and i ask the guy working there what's the situation with spider-man all shows until 11 p.m sold out holy fuck are you fucking kidding me he's like nope completely sold out unless you want to go into imax theaters and sit in the front row oh man then your eyes are gonna bleed yeah exactly in 3d yeah you won't enjoy that no, so I was like, oh, this is just, this really sucks, man. I, I didn't think it was going to be this popular on a Thursday night. Supposedly, so I, they, they already projected that it beat Wonder Woman's opening weekend. So, Yeah, well, it's doing huge, trust yeah, me. Yeah, so huge. I was like, all right, I'm just going to drive home, and I'll look at my phone for any theater that's like not that far off of the highway. So I found one in Worcester, Massachusetts, USA Earth, Milky Way. Okay. And I was like, oh, we'll go check this out. And walked in there, and it wasn't an IMAX or 3D, but it wasn't sold out. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to see this damn movie. Now, who were you with? Did you drag Dr. Bill with you? Sure did. Did you make him buy your ticket as penance for knocking over your fucking figures and then leaving a drink tipped over under your seat in your car and leaving your dorm light on? No, I should have, but I didn't. Fuck yeah, you should have. Yeah, well. Well, at least you're talking to him again. Yeah, so we went to uh, that theater, and it was cool. They actually had a bar. Nice. Yeah, so I got a I got a big margarita. Sit down. Say, it's not a total loss then. No, and uh, I've never been to a theater before like this. It, the uh, it had one of those curved screens, like a curved TV. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it was cool. It was actually called Showcase Cinemas. No shit. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that's a throwback. Yeah. So it, it was fun. Back so, in the just for the knotheads out there that don't know what the Showcase Cinema reference is, back in the day when I worked and managed a movie theater. I worked for a place in West Springfield and then in the Eastfield Mall, Springfield, Massachusetts, USA, Earth, Milky Way, called Showcase Cinemas. So that is and it was the same chain. It had the same signage. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, it had yeah. the little uh, you know enter and exit signs by the road. Mm-hmm. They were the same ones that are still at Rave here. Yeah, well, that uh, Showcase Cinemas is owned by Sumner Redstone. Cool. Yeah, so, and I met his daughter, Sherry Redstone. Never met him. He never came to the theaters, but Sherry came a few times, and she was actually pretty cool. So, not all rich people are dinks, or at least she was good at pretending not to be a dink. I don't know, either way. All right, well, so I'm glad you got to see it, and yeah, we've all seen it. So, boys, let's talk about it, shall we? That's what we're here to do. So and me and D-Rock went to see it together again, so we already saw it two times. Nice. So, yeah, it should be very fresh in your minds, which is good. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it, shall we? We're going to go around real quick and give initial impressions and maybe a score of one to five. And then after that, we will go spoilers crazy. So you will be warned before we get into spoilers. If you haven't seen this movie yet, but honestly, I can't imagine why you haven't. If you're a fan of Spider-Man or any Marvel movie, you definitely should have seen this movie by the time this podcast drops. 
Let's start with Mr. Noisy himself, D-Rock. What's up? Are you getting a blowjob? What's happening over there? No, I'm just waiting for my turn to talk. You're very There's distraught. definitely, I hear some drinks being made. Yeah, are you not listening to me? You're very I'm not making any drinks. I had, I had plenty of drinks. All right. All right, we're talking about Spider-Man. All right, well, let me tell you, I did not care about Andrew Garfield being Spider-Man in this movie at all. Wait, what? I just thought he was a sucky Peter Parker. Where? What year are you in? Oh, oh, we're, we're talking about the new Spider-Man. Home yeah, Game not Wild Amazing. Caps. Oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. Amazing uh, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, those movies don't exist in this universe. Gotcha. This okay. is this is the, the version of Spider-Verse where those movies were not made. We're just, okay. We're going to pretend they don't exist. Oh, all right. So go ahead. What did you, give me your impression of the movie? What did you think, and what would you rate it out of five? Uh, it was fabulous. I thought it was an amazing, amazing movie, much better than the hype. And I don't think I was as hyped for it as I was Guardians of the Galaxy Part Two. So it was even more of a pleasant surprise. So I would definitely say five out of five. Nice. Carly is shaking her head, but I'm still going to go five out of five. Carly didn't like it? Nope. She was disappointed, and she didn't really like it that much. Oh! Wow. That's... Well, she, uh... hates, she, she hates kids, so I'm not really surprised. <laughs> and Spider-Man. Right. Right. And this movie was all about kids. So. I mean, he saved the fucking cat. I thought she would have liked it. Seriously. Uh, that's the only part she liked, she said. All right. Settle down, peanut gallery. You're not guest hosting this week. She's not. She's watching the Golden Girls. All right, good enough. All right, Money, let's move along. What did you think of Spider-Man Homecoming, and what do you rate it? One out of five. Five out of five. I loved it, too. I mean, I went to see it twice in two days, so that should tell you enough right there. Mm-hmm. Did I didn't you, like it. I would have went to see it again the next day. Did you, know? you see it in 3D the second time? No, I only saw it in standard both times. I will say one of the things about this movie, I wish 3D didn't make me nauseous because... Watching the movie in 2D, I can see where it would be really cool in 3D. Yeah, especially that one scene in Washington, (laughs) D.C. Yeah, yeah. That's not a spoiler. No, no. No, but that that, scene... uh, That would be crazy. Yeah, that would have looked pretty awesome And then all this shit with... Some of his fights with the vulture, some of the shit that happened with the (laughs) things flying at you. I could see how the 3D would be really, really cool. If I do go a third time, it'll definitely be in 3D. That's an absolute must. Nice. So, no, I, I really had no problems with it at all. Really? Oh, I had one little nitpicky thing that just bothered me, right, but we'll, it, well, we'll get it's to so that. stupid that we'll get to it's that. nothing that would take, like, even a quarter of a star away, you know? We'll get to it. I, I fucking loved it. All right, well, Golden Girls is pretty loud in the background there, Derek. I can hear it. <laughs> Are you in the same room with her? Well, it's hot as balls, and we got the AC on. Uh, all right. I guess we'll just live with it for this episode. Well, I will say... That the movie was amazing. See what I did there? Slick. <laughs> Pretty slick, senior bow. It was everything you'd want in a Spider-Man movie and even more. I will Wait. say. Yes. Tom, yes. you see that flying in the air? It's your wit. It's flying. <laughs> yes, that's right. Better duck. It's, it's cutting wit. You don't want to get cut by that wit. No. It's sharp. <laughs> anyway. That wit is flying. It was awesome, it was amazing, and speaking as someone who was in the original Spider-Man movie, because you know, I, I know I've never mentioned that enough, and nobody's aware of that, so let me just mention that. Almost as much as your old show. See? Again. 
haven't mentioned them at all this episode. You're the one talking about them. Twice. So now maybe Sean can get mad at you. So, yeah, it was pretty awesome. Speaking as someone whose favorite movie was the first movie, and not just because I was in it, but because it was the first time I ever saw a live-action Spider-Man, and it blew my mind, and it made me cry like a little boy. You mean you didn't like the Electric Company one? (laughs) Okay. It was the first theatrical, cinematic, live-action Spider-Man movie. And it was my favorite up until Thursday night when I saw Spider-Man Homecoming, which I will now say is the best of the Spider-Man movies. I know, controversial but true. And I'm going to give it a 4.75 out of 5. Because as great as it is, it is not a perfect movie. And I do have a couple of points that I have problems with. I can guess one of them. No, you can't. Well, all, you, right. all right, maybe you can, but we, we'll get there. We're not there yet. We'll get there. All right. I'll let you guess before I reveal. But there were two things. One is a major thing. The other is a minor thing because I think it will eventually be corrected. But it was two problems that I had with this movie. Now we're going to switch to spoiler reviews. And we're not one of those podcasts that's going to give you a fucking play-by-play scene-by-scene of the movie. We don't do that here. We assume you're going to see the movie if you haven't already, so we're not going to break down the movie and tell you everything that happens in the movie. We're just going to talk about our favorite moments, favorite characters, and then what we didn't like, if there is anything we didn't like. And then also what we think the future may hold for this franchise. And that's what we're going to do. Spoilers are going to hit going forward now, so if you haven't seen Spider-Man and you don't want it spoiled for you, just pause the podcast, come back after you've seen it, We'll be here for you. We'll wait. And if you've already seen it, then join us in this conversation, won't you? And you can get involved in this conversation on our Facebook page, which Jay Money pimped earlier. Told you where to find us on Facebook and Twitter. Feel free to get at us. Share with us your favorite moments, what you did and didn't like about the movie. And if you think we're full of shit, you can do that too. Love the interaction. So, boys, we'll go with D-Rock first. What was your favorite scene or moment of this movie? What did you love about this movie probably the michael keaton aspect of it and just the way they had tom holland portray peter parker just how like true to the character he was those are my favorite parts cool anything stand out any specific scene or line or anything uh i would probably say the end scene with michael keaton and tom holland in the in the warehouse right before they're about to fight that was my favorite part oh yeah just saw all the all the scenes with Michael Keaton were, were amazing. So. Yeah, yeah, he was good. How about you, Jay Money Money? I loved everything about it. I loved Iron Man. I loved Aunt May. I loved the Vulture. I even loved Zendaya. I liked the little shout out to the uh, Breakfast Club when she was in detention and didn't have detention. <laughs> did you get that? I did. All right. Did you, Drac? Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I thought that was really funny. There was actually also, there were a lot of nods to '80s movies in that movie. Ferris Bueller nods all over the place. It was pretty awesome. Yeah, my favorite non-action part was probably when uh, Peter Parker went to the girlfriend's house and opened the door, and there's Michael Keaton standing there. Yeah, that was awesome. Oh, my God. Just the uh, whole were, crowd was like, holy dude, shit. Dude, you, you just gave away my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> that was I, My favorite part was the beginning with all the Civil War stuff. Oh, yeah, that was cool. That was my favorite part, but like I said, my favorite favorite non-action part was that part and my other favorite non-action part is when zendaya's character michelle and she goes my friends call me mj oh you liked that i loved that 
Oh, boy. That was one of my favorite parts. I was like, yes! I, I loved it. All right, well, we haven't gotten to what we don't like yet, so we'll, we'll address that. Don't worry. Okay. All right. I like the whole. I like the whole thing. How they took all the Chitari uh, technology and they were using it to make their own weapons. So you had a lot of favorite parts, apparently. Yeah, I, I love the whole movie, dude. <laughs> right. There's just that one little thing that bothered me that is really stupid. Well, we'll talk about it. We haven't gotten there yet. I will tell you that I agree with Jay Money. There were some really great action pieces in this movie, and you would think one of the action fight scenes was my favorite scene, but my favorite scene. It was actually a few scenes, but they were all in succession. Was the moment Peter arrived at Liz's house, and when the door opened, and he realizes that Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. the Vulture, Michael Keaton, is Liz's father, and he has to pretend not to recognize him and pretend to be excited and happy, and the entire time you can tell just from the look on his face, he's in utter shock and disbelief and he just doesn't know what to do and it was just so masterfully done and tom holland what an actor that kid is i mean he was just awesome and that when he threw the corsage in her hands awesome the whole scene (laughs) it was perfectly written you couldn't have orchestrated it better you couldn't have directed it better it was masterfully done that entire sequence and it harkened back to the original sam raimi spider-man because one of my favorite scenes in that movie other than the one that I'm in, is when Norman Osborn is at dinner there, when they're all sitting around the table in Peter's apartment, and he has the realization that Peter is actually Spider-Man, and the look on his face and that whole interaction and how that uncomfortable that scene gets in front of all those innocent bystanders. And this totally felt like an homage to that scene, and I loved it. I felt it was a nod and an homage, and it was beautiful. And then when Adrian Toomes Vulture takes them to prom and drop, or the dance. And Homecoming. Dro- Homecoming, thank you. The title of the movie. Yeah, thank you very much. <laughs> and takes them to Homecoming and drops them off. And then he tells Peter, he's like, does she know? Meaning his daughter. Does his daughter know who he is, really? And then he says, if you interview her with my business again, I'll kill you and I'll kill everyone you love. I mean, he is just a good psychopath. He plays such a good nut job. And when he says what he says, you believe him. You believe he's going to do what he says. I didn't notice until the second time I saw it that he had a gun in his hand. He did, in the front seat. Yep. Yeah. But he actually put it in his hand, and he was kind of pointing it towards Peter. You didn't notice that? Not the first time I saw it, no. Yeah. Yeah, because just in case Peter decided to, like, jump at him or something. He was going to shoot him right then and there? Yeah, he was. He was going to kill him right there in the the back seat. (laughs) Pretty awesome. That, That whole sequence was just amazing. It was great. And so I'd say that's my favorite part because I love the relationships between heroes and villains anyway. And that was really like an intimate moment between the two of them. What's the matter? Someone said, oh, fuck, what's going on? Sorry. What happened? I spilled something. That's some bullshit. Spilled my beer. Oh, all right. Tom, I also love the very end scene. That was the best. Oh, sure. Speaking of fuck. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) That's what made me think of it. Yeah, that's great. Aunt that May. was just one of the best things ever. I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't want Aunt May to find out who that he was Spider-Man, but if it was going to happen, that was the best way for it to happen. Yep, mm-hmm. and such a classic line. Yeah, right at the end like that. That was good. It just ended the movie off. Like, everyone just started dying laughing yeah. and clapping after what that. What the fuck? <laughs> that was good. And they got away with the PG-13 because they didn't ever say, 
She just said, what the fuck? What the fuck? Cut her off. (laughs) So, yes, now Aunt May knows that Peter is Spider-Man. I think it's a little too soon for that. I think they could have held off on that for a movie or two. But, like I said, I guess if they had to do it, that was a great way to do it. Maybe Tony Stark will invite Aunt May to be part of the Avengers now that Peter Parker declined. (laughs) He's got the hots for her. Well, no, he's back with Gwyneth Paltrow. She had a nice cameo in that movie, didn't she? That was unexpected. That's my point. I don't even think she was credited. She was in the end credits. She was at the end credits. Yeah, but not in the beginning. You had no idea she was in that movie. It was great. No, they really kept a lot of secrets out of this movie. Sure did. I mean, the trailers showed nothing. No, they really didn't. Yeah, all the trailers did was show the parts with Iron Man. The marketing, Sony actually did the marketing correctly for once. Yeah, that was great. Mm -hmm. Just like those stupid posters of him with the academic decathlon jackets on you didn't even know what that was in right the movie posters like what the fuck is this yeah yeah that's right yeah you thought it was like a lifeguard jacket or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> well that brings me to my next question did you guys feel that it was too heavy-handed with the marvel mcu tie-ins derek no because that was i thought it was perfect the way they blended everything in okay and i was afraid that they were going to have iron man in too much of the movie Per the trailers, and I was that's why I wasn't super pumped as much as I should have been. So you think it was just enough? Yeah, I didn't want it to be a, a Marvel team-up movie. I wanted it to be a Spider-Man movie, which it was. Right. How about you, Money? With a little help of his friends. No, I didn't think it was too much at all. I thought it was perfect, an absolute perfect balance. I felt that Doctor Strange needed a little bit more of that. I agree with you. When they went, well, they, actually, they, went Doctor to... Strange tied in nicely at the very end in the post-credit scene with Thor showing up, but they should have put the, something in the movie of Doctor Strange itself to tie it a little more. I mean, Wong mentioning the Avengers wasn't enough to really tie things together. Right, right. I felt that that kind of hurt that movie a little bit, and maybe because that wasn't a super mega hit, that's why in the Spider-Man they were like, we do have to throw a little bit more Avengers cameos into it. Mm-hmm. Even though there wasn't really cameos, but you know what I mean. Yeah, Iron Man. And then when they went, at the end, when they went to the new Avengers headquarters, oh my God, I love that scene. I was like, holy shit, they're really going to do this? Yeah. I really didn't think that they would actually go there. And they did. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. Well, I will say that I did feel that there was a lot of Marvel MCU stuff in the movie, but I thought it was perfectly done. It was blended into the story in a way that it wasn't, overkill and it wasn't too much but there was a lot i mean there was a lot of marvel mcu thrown in your face (laughs) like they made no bones about it spider-man is definitely in the mcu with all these other characters i mean even the criminals having avengers masks i mean it was like everything was just reminding you yes the Avengers are in this universe as well. And like you said, the Chitari, taking the Chitari technology and repurposing, having the Tinkerer repurpose it to build weaponry. I mean, there was a lot of Marvel yeah. MCU stuff. In I this loved movie. how it took place right after the first Avengers. True. It, it, and then it just that whole up, opening sequence. Yeah, it opened up right, in, right after the attack on New York, which was great. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then going to when they... You know, they took Peter Parker and they put him on the plane and all that. That was just so awesome. Yeah, that was well done how we saw it from his perspective. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I like how happy Hogan was his handler through the movie. That was great. That was awesome. That was very well done. Though It was handled very well, which is why 
I say that it it was a lot of MCU crossover, but it was acceptable and it made sense. So I'm okay with it. Even the Captain America with oh, the uh, little announcements. Oh my god! And the fucking end, very end credit where <laughs> the fucking scene where he trolls. Yep. He fucking totally trolls us. It was fucking yeah. masterful. It was masterful. That was awesome. It really was. You're in detention, so you've done something bad. <laughs> That's good. But the end, end, I'm talking when you sit through the entire movie waiting for that oh, I know. post-credit scene, and it's just him coming on screen saying, Patience. Sometimes you wait for something really great to happen, and it's disappointing when something not so great comes along. You waited all this time. You waited all this time. And for what? Yeah, it was fucking brilliant that was awesome and it was it was good that they waited to do that tongue-in-cheek thing in a spider-man movie because it really wouldn't have played well in one of the other marvel movies because they have a little bit more serious tone you can get away you can get away with a silly post-credit scene like that in a spider-man movie or even maybe an ant-man movie you could have gotten away with it but but it played perfectly in this movie because of the fact that captain america was an ongoing joke with his little tutorial videos that they kept playing the students in high school i loved how when the gym teacher one did it the gym teacher wasn't even standing on the right side of the tv <laughs> that's right yeah captain america you should have been he points standing to, on the other side. and your teacher here my friend and he points in the opposite direction of where the gym teacher is <laughs> i loved how all the teachers just didn't give a shit about anything that's pretty true to real life yeah mm. <laughs> especially in those shop classes oh god yeah, I remember having shop teachers that just like didn't even, weren't even there. That's right. They're like, "Here's a piece of wood. Just cut it for like forty five right. minutes. Don't, don't cut yourself. Don't drill a hole in your hand. Don't hit uh-huh. yourself with a hammer." I had art class, and all I did was work on my comics the entire class. Nice. <laughs> used all the used all the materials from the the school. <laughs> remember those rub on letters, Tom? Oh yeah. You remember how expensive those were? Sure. Oh, yeah, so any chance I could get, I stole dozens of those. <laughs> I'm sure the statute of limitations on that is passed by this point, but you just incriminated yourself by admitting that. In exacto blades? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Those weren't cheap either. No, and you could really slash yourself good with one of those fuckers if you weren't careful. Mm-hmm. But I digress. So, okay, now we're going to get to the point where we talk about what we didn't like about this movie, because let's face it, it was awesome, it was amazing, it's the best Spider-Man in my opinion, but it was not perfect. Derek, there must be something about this movie you did not care for, and if there is, what was it? All the vulgar swears and adult-orientated things I didn't like. It should have been a little bit more family-friendly, the way the whole movie is based. So you didn't like that that they pushed a PG-13? Nope. Because there's going to be eight-year-olds that want to go see this movie. And right. they're going to be like, oh, what's what's fuck, Mary kill? What's porn? What's this? I was shocked they did an F, Mary kill. That was shocking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, I mean, if we're being honest, th- this is high school. That's what high school kids would be talking about. I guess for realistic purposes, it made sense. But I agree with you. They could have went for a more PG rating for a younger audience, especially since it's about teenagers and they are going to... Yeah, gonna... the... The I'm watching porn line was really out of place. It was funny, though. Yeah, to us, but right. it was kind of out of place. Yep. All right, Money, how about you? What didn't you like about this movie? You said you had one little nitpicky thing that was stupid. Yeah, it just kind of distracted still... me. I felt like their high school was the most unsecure high school in like the history of history. <laughs> okay. I mean, you have kids. When you go to school, you have to like sign in and everything, right? 
Well, the teachers know who I am, so no, I don't have to sign in. They just know who I am. But yeah, okay. I, I get your like, point. Yeah, even when I was in high school, all the doors were locked except for the main entrance. Well, that's because you, you went to, to high in. school in Holyoke. Well, I didn't go to Hoyle. I went oh. to East Hampton. Oh, okay. Massachusetts, USA, Earth, Milky Way. But even back then, all the doors were locked. And in this school, you just have, like, supervillains and stuff just walking into the school. What are supervillains? Supervillains. Oh. You have the shocker just walking into the school with, yeah. like, a <laughs> radar thing. It's like no one's questioning what's this, like, 40-year-old guy doing just walking around. <laughs> That's right. And when Happy is in the bathroom, no one saw him on a camera, like, walking through the school? Apparently not. That was just kind of distracting to me. It's like, none of this school is locked down at all. There's no security. I mean, it's obviously, like, a school for, like, rich kids. So you figured there'd be, like, security guards and stuff. I don't know. That kind of distracted me, and that was the only thing that I really didn't like. Hmm. Well, I had a couple of problems with Spider-Man Homecoming. Would you like to guess what they were, Jay Money? You said you think you know what they are. That he didn't really have spider sense? Oh, my God, Jay Money. You and I are like kismet. We're like sharing a brain. Can I just get a, a thank you? Thank you, Jay Money. I knew it. I knew it. Let me ask you a question. Why don't you have a problem with that? Because that is actually, it's a minor problem, but it's a problem that I have. Because I feel that in the scene after the plane crashed at the end, and you remember how he couldn't hear, really? Yes. I feel like that was his spider sense starting to mature. Okay, yeah. And I, I think he's going to have the spider sense. Right. It just hasn't matured yet. I agree. See, that that's why it's a minor problem for me, because I did say up front, I think it's going to correct itself, and in the next movie, he it might be a power he develops. Yes, that's what I think. Yeah, and if that's the case, then I'm fine with it. But if the new version of Spider-Man does not have a spider sense, which is one of his most important superpowers, then I am definitely not okay with that. And I do not approve of that. But I, I'm pretty sure that's where they're going to go. Well, I hope because so. Because he, he is so young in this movie, it would make sense for some of the powers that they could They haven't you know, manifested. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, so. and, and I feel that you're right. I think that is going to happen. But it did kind of bum me out. You know, the shocker hitting him with the bus and shit like that. If he had his spider sense, the shocker wouldn't have fucking come close to him. Right. He, he would have right. felt the bus coming and jumped out of leaped out of the way before it had a chance to hit him. And so I was a little bummed out because, let's face it, the spider sense is fucking cool. <laughs> and because, I love it. Because even in Civil War, he said that that's why he had needed those glasses to concentrate. Right. Right. So I think that was what was causing him not to be able to concentrate was some of the spider sense in there, but not manifesting itself yet. Like he hasn't learned to control it. Right. right. Exactly. Well, fair enough. I said it was, that was a minor problem I had. Would you so like you to, had a major problem? Yeah. Would you like to guess what my major problem is? Uh, it's good. You said it was going to be controversial, right? Uh, no, the controversial thing was that I think this is the best Spider-Man out of all of them. Okay. I think your other problem was going to be the very blatant diversity of all the actors in the cast. No, I'm not Joey DiCarlo. No? Okay. I don't have a problem with the Burger King Kids Club, although that's pretty much what was going on there. You have to admit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Peter then was I'll the just, only white kid, so. I'll just say one more guess. Go ahead. You didn't like the little drone. Nope. Didn't have a problem with the suit. I thought all the suit gadgetry was cool. Okay. Then I don't know. Okay. I'm going to tell you. 
you kind All of right, you touched wait. you touched on it earlier because you said you liked it. I r- have a real fucking problem with them changing Mary Jane's name to Michelle. I do not like that at all. Listen, I was excited when they cast Zendaya. I love Zendaya. I think she's beautiful. I think she's funny. I think she's perfect. I don't care that she's mulatto. I don't care that she doesn't have red hair. And that's like the biggest gripe is Mary Jane is iconic for that red hair. I mean, she's like an iconic comic book character. Everyone knows her for her red hair. She could dye it in the next movie, which I'm sure they're going to do. I was fine with her not having the red hair. What I'm not fine with is them changing the name of the character for no fucking reason other than to trick you and shock you at the very end of the movie. That was the only purpose behind that. Her name is Mary Jane Watson, goddammit. It's not Michelle. And she goes, My name is Michelle, but my friends call me MJ. Bullshit. You're not MJ. You're not Mary Jane. I'm not calling you MJ. That's horseshit. They didn't need to do that, and I have a real problem with it. That's my big gripe with this movie. That's my biggest gripe with this movie. Why was that necessary? It wasn't necessary. Fair enough, and like I said, that was why don't, one of my why don't you parts. then why don't you change Peter's name to Pietro or or Jack Jack Parker? I mean, why why don't you just change his name too? If names Pedro? don't if names don't matter, you know what I mean? Why right. do why do it to her character? Well, I don't know. I just that didn't bother me at all. The fact that they're gonna her nickname's gonna be MJ is fine. No, no, she's Mary Jane Watson. If you if you call her Michelle, she's not that character. Well, she's Michelle Jones, so she is MJ. She's Michelle Jones. She's not Mary Jane Watson. Mary Jane Watson is the character. Right. But this is a totally different character. And that's not okay. That's my point. I'm not okay. The other girl wasn't Gwen Stacy. I know. It was. I thought she was. Did that upset you too? No, I thought she was Liz Allen until I realized she was Adrian Toomes' daughter and she's Liz Toomes. I thought she was Liz Allen, which is a Spider Man character. No. And. You know, and I, I was okay with that because Adrian Toomes doesn't have a daughter. Vulture doesn't have a kid in the fucking comics. But I, I understand it was important for the story and it was an awesome twist. So I'm okay with that, that they did that. I can live with that. I can even live with the fact that they killed the Shocker in the first fucking 20 minutes of the movie. Which, <laughs> Shocker is a great character. They killed him. Oh, well. Well, the first version, then now there's another version. Right, but the first version was the original Shocker that, from the comic books. That's the, the guy from the comics. Mm-hmm. Right. So they killed the guy f- that we know from the comic books, and then they had the black guy take his thing and become Shocker, which is fine. Kind of like Hobgoblin 1, Hobgoblin 2. Yeah, I mean, Ned Leeds was the original Hobgoblin, and then Roderick King, well, technically Roderick Kingsley was Hobgoblin, and he framed Ned Leeds, but yeah, exactly. There's multiple Hobgoblins, and so they did multiple Shockers in the movie, and I'm okay with that. I, I can live with that. I can't live with you changing Mary Jane Watson. She's one of the most important characters in Peter Parker's life. You cannot just totally change the name of the character. I have a real fucking problem with that. And I'm actually surprised you guys don't. With who? Really? Well, it's getting late, man. It's getting tired. I mean, they killed Herman Schultz, the original Shocker. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's fine. You got another guy named Shocker? That's cool. But you can't change the name of Mary Jane. I mean, he eventually marries this girl if you follow the comic books. She's an integral character in his life. So cast Zendaya. Cast Zendaya. Don't have her have red hair. I'm okay with all that. I'm not okay with you changing her name to Michelle Jones. That is not 
the character. That's not MJ. Sorry. I agree 100% with you. So that was it. Those are my my problems. One one minor problem, because like you said, they could fix that in the sequel, and he could get his spider sense, and he better get his spider sense. And then the other one's a real big problem. I, I'm not okay with her not being Mary Jane Watson. That that bugs the shit out of me. I'm going to have a hard time getting over that one. But that's it. So what do you guys think is going to happen going forward? Obviously, he's going to show up in Infinity War next. And then what do you think they're going to do? The The first post credit scene kind of indicated to me that they're setting up the Sinister Six because Mac Gargan, a.k.a. Scorpion, confronted Adrian Toomes, a.k.a. Vulture, in the hallway there in prison. Now, what did he have on his arm? The Scorpion, he had something like on his left arm. Well, I think he got fucked up in the boat fight. His eye was fucked up, and I think his, yeah. arm, and his arm got so, damaged, too. Was it some kind of a brace, then? Yeah, probably. All right. Okay. I mean, he's going to get... Just... If it follows the comics, he's going to be put in a suit of armor, a scorpion armor, and it's right. not, that's not going to matter. So, so they're definitely indicating and leading towards Sinister Six, which I'm pretty fucking excited about, if it's done right. And judging by how they handled this movie, I think it will be done right. What do you guys think, Derek? the next movie? Right. Are you getting a blowjob or something while this is going on? Why, why are you so distracted? What? What's happening? No, nothing. What's in Carly's mouth right now? I'm, I'm just reading stuff online about Spider-Man, that's all. <laughs> I don't believe you. I am. Let me send you a screenshot. No. And I just noticed that Joey Ryan liked Jay Money's uh, tweet. There you go. All right, Money, what do you, what do you think is going to happen going forward? Yeah, I think they're going to form the Sinister Six, and he's going to have to fight all of them, or maybe get another kid from the neighborhood to uh, team up with him to fight him. Well, here's a little known fact. I think I already know where you're going. I will. I'm sure you do. But uh, so, our friend Childish Gambino, aka Donald Glover, aka Donald Glover, had a great cameo in this movie, and he played a character, Aaron. Shit, what's his last name? Aaron Davis. So he played Aaron Davis. I just looked it up online, actually, and Aaron Davis was a Spider-Man villain called the Prowler. Yeah, actually, Prowler becomes a good guy. So, all right, that's uh, the Prowler. Yes, sir. Oh, that's cool. And that's what I was going to hint at. Maybe I mean I would imagine Donald Glover didn't just sign on to do this one movie, so it's entirely possible that he's going to end up joining Spider-Man down the line as the Prowler, which would be pretty fucking awesome. Well, I also read that he's supposed to be Miles Morales' uncle. Oh, because he did say his nephew lived yes. in Queens. Uh... That's why I'm saying maybe Peter Parker will recruit some another kid from the neighborhood to help him out. Well, you never know. Maybe he'll take someone under his wing. Maybe. That'd be pretty freaking awesome. That would be pretty freaking awesome. Because that uh, the, the new costume that Tony Stark had for him kind of reminded me more of the Miles Morales costume oh man that costume was so awesome when they showed that i was like oh my god give that costume to him please i bet it like lights up too oh it had a very iron spider feel to it yep fucking badass i couldn't i i really wanted to see him just jump in that suit once but maybe we'll see it in the sequel well probably in infinity war yeah that'd be cool because i mean he's gonna be fighting a lot stronger guys it's pretty awesome that he was actually offering him a job you know as a member of the avengers and Peter thought it was just a test, and he was totally playing with him. And then it turns yeah. out he really did have a bunch of press in the next room. And fucking Pepper Potts comes out, and she's like, "What's going on? Where is he?" <laughs> it was very well done. 
Well, I don't know what else to say, boys. I, you know what? I did read online, and I don't know how much to believe in uh, about this, but uh, someone said that in Iron Man 2, there's a little kid wearing an Iron Man mask, and he points his hand up at one of Justin Hammer's drones, and the drone aims a gun at him, and then all of a sudden Iron Man swoops in and blasts the drone, and they're saying that that little kid is supposed to be young Peter Parker. Did you read Yeah, I read that. You read that? So I don't know if that's Marvel canon at this point, but I mean, it'd be I think kinda, it is. It'd be a cool nod that Peter was in the MCU all along, if that is true. But I mean, they could say that kid was anybody, couldn't they? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure they actually did confirm that, though. All right. Well, then that's kind of a cool little Easter egg in Iron Man Two, which is otherwise not a great movie. I like Iron Man Two. It's okay. Better than Iron Man Three. Well, yeah. Christ, Ant-Man's almost better than Iron Man 3. Oh, here we go. <laughs> I wish I had a dollar for every time you said, here we go. Ant-Man is better than Iron Man 3. Yeah. Yeah. Nope. All right, well, where do you rank... This is my last question for you. Where do you rank Spider-Man Homecoming in all of the Marvel MCU movies? Mr. D-Rock. I don't, I don't know what I would rank it. All right, well, thanks for being a part of this podcast. There's like a million different movies. I know. Is it in your top three? In your top five? Where would you put it? Uh, it's definitely below Civil War and Winter Soldier. Okay. So would you rate it number three? Uh, I don't know. I'd say top five, maybe. Just off the top of my head. How about you, Jay Money? I got it at number three behind Civil War and the First Guardians. Wow. I have it at number three in all of the MCU movies behind the original Avengers, which is still, I think, the best because it's the first time you ever see all those characters together on screen. And it just my mind melted when that happened. Like, I, that's just a feeling I'll never forget. It was so exciting to see that movie. When was the last time you watched it, Tom? I mean, it's been a few years. Yeah, the special effects really didn't hold up. Well, but see, you are a special effects whore, whereas I am not. I'm more of a story character whore. Like, right. if, if you give me a good story and good characters and great dialogue, I can overlook a lot of other things. Special effects aren't that important to me. As long as I don't see the strings, you know what I mean? Like, I'm okay. But I'd say the original Avengers and I'm going to say Winter Soldier is still a better movie, but I'm going to put Civil War fourth behind Spider-Man Homecoming. What do you think of that? That uh, makes sense because it's your favorite character of all time. Well, there you go. See, I'm a little biased because Spider-Man yeah. Spider-Man's my favorite superhero, but here's how I'm judging it. In terms of the most true adaptation of the character and what, what he's about is that awkward fun. He's, that movie was fun. Can we all agree that Spider-Man Homecoming was fun? Mm-hmm. I mean, that was definitely the best personification of the character on film. Exactly. So for that reason, it's got to rank high. It's got to rank high. Well, higher than the Spider-Man movies, yeah. But it's got to rank high in the MCU, too, because all the other MCU movies, a lot of them are good, but they don't live up to the character's full potential, I don't think. This one yeah, did. I agree with you. This one did. I mean, you could not have asked for a better version or adaptation of the Spider-Man character. Like, Stan Lee must have saw this movie and just smiled the entire time and said, this is what I created. This is the character on screen that I always wanted to see and expected and envisioned in my mind. 
Because it's about as close to as perfect a Spider-Man movie as you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Without changing Mary Jane's fucking name, which still is pointless to me and I don't get. All right, boys. Well, I think we've talked all we can talk about Spider-Man. And we all give it a big thumbs up. So if you haven't already seen it, what are you waiting for? And if you have seen it, go fucking see it again. These two have already seen it twice. I fully intend to go see it again, probably three times, because it's just that good. And it deserves. Z-Rock's got the Steel Ray Blu-ray already reserved. It's going to be amazing. I can't mm-hmm. wait. And I may yeah, have... with exclusive Lego figure. Nice. I may have to just suck it. Oh, by the way, that was a great Lego nod in the movie. Fucking mm-hmm. the fact that Ned, the Death Star. Ned Leeds, his friend. By the way, Ned Leeds becomes the Hobgoblin in the comics. So if that's the same character, that ought to be interesting. Oh if, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, his buddy Ned Leeds, the big fat kid. He be- yeah. he's the, the Ned Leeds in the comics becomes the Hobgoblin. Wow. So and I I don't know that they're going to go down that road because they haven't even done Green Goblin yet in the movies. So let's not get ahead of ourselves. But it'd be interesting to see if that happens. I hope they don't do a Green Goblin and just go right into Hobgoblin. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. That would that would be like having a Venom movie without Spider Man in it. Oh wait, oh wait, <laughs> this is Sony. Maybe, they, maybe they will do that. No, I think Marvel. I think Kevin Feige and the MCU has reeled in Sony pretty good. I think they've got a good handle on things. Sony just needs to kind of sit back and let them take the reins and and run shit. Yeah, I agree. Just put their logo at the beginning and don't do anything else. That's it. Because that movie was pretty fucking awesome, and it's going to make a fuck ton of money. <laughs> and honestly, you know what I hope? I hope Fox sees what's going on here and sees how successful this movie is, and they stop and think to themselves, gee, I wonder if Marvel and the MCU could help our Fantastic Four franchise. Because Derek and I were talking about this. How oh. fucking amazing would it be if the MCU could use those characters? That'd be awesome. I mean, it would be a game changer, wouldn't it? Plus, after they beat Thanos, then the next big bad guy could be Galactus. I mean, it could be all cosmic all the time. It could, the whole Phase 4 could be cosmic-related with the Fantastic Four heading up the storyline. Cosmic Spider-Man? Oh, my God. It'd just be... The stories and opportunities are endless. So, Fox, take fucking notes here. It's working for Sony. Get off your high horse. Swallow your fucking pride. Do whatever you have to do. Make nice with Disney and let them help you bring these characters to life properly. Who owns the movie rights to She-Hulk? I would think Marvel because they've got Hulk. Right, but you never know. She might be a Fantastic Four character. No, I think she's classified as an Avengers character. Right. So, because, yeah, she would be awesome, too. They yeah, I don't bring. understand why they can't get her they in will. one of these movies. They will. They're going to bring in, they're going to, you know what, Captain Marvel is the next female superhero. If that movie does well, they're going to want to do more female superheroes, and Marvel doesn't have a lot of really big-name female superheroes. She-Hulk is one of the only ones, so you're going to see her. You're going to see Spider-Woman. It's all coming. Don't worry. Oh, by the way, real quick, just some shitty news. Ironically enough, on the day that they released Spider-Man Homecoming, Joan Lee, Stan Lee's wife, passed away at the age of, I think she was 93, Thoughts and prayers go out to Stan Lee and his family. It's terrible, tragic news. And hopefully Stan can stay strong and hang in there because we all know what happens. You know, when older couples die, they usually don't pass too far apart from each other. You know, they die of loneliness or just let go because, you know, their partner in life is gone. I mean, I know that's happened to my grandparents. That happened. My grandparents died not too far apart. 
It so, happened to mine and Derek's as well. Yeah, so hopefully that isn't the case. We love Stan, and we want him around for years to come. We always look forward to his cameos in these movies. He had a great cameo in this one as well. Oh, that was and, fantastic. Yeah, and well done. And So funny. Our hearts go out to you, Stan, and we're sorry for your loss, but hang in there, buddy. All right, that's it. That's the only depressing thing I want to mention. Now, uh, how about some recommendations from you, D-Rock, and then you can get off this call and go uh, do what you got to do with Carly. Uh, I'm going to recommend go read some Spider-Man comic books. Any particular storylines you want to recommend? I would recommend the Cosmic Spider-Man storyline and all the late 80s and uh, McFarlane and early 90s Eric Larson Spider-Man stories. Okay. Yeah, those are My good. My personal favorites. How about you, Jay Money? What do you want to recommend to Not Nation? I am going to recommend everyone go on YouTube and check out the trailer for Cult of Chucky. Oh, man. Oh, boy. The newest movie in the Child's Play series. I'm going to buy it on Blu-ray day one. It's not even out in theaters yet. It's not in theaters. No. It's but only it, on Blu-ray. Oh, it, oh, I thought it was coming out in the theaters. It's no. Not, they, so they cut a trailer for a movie that's being released on Blu-ray? Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, it looks really awesome, though, so, and I can't wait. So it's a direct-to-video. Yes. Oh, man. that's So at be... least it's unrated. I guess. So it can be gorier. I guess. Haven't we seen that doll do everything we need to see that doll do? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I want more, Chucky. Bring him on. I will not lie. I enjoyed the very first Child's Play. I liked it. I thought it was cool, and I thought they should have left it at that. Well, unfortunately, Tom, if any horror movie makes any amount of money, there's going to be like three sequels. I get it. And unlike Friday the 13th, which were actually good sequels, Chucky had terrible sequels. Well, I enjoyed all the sequels. But you got to admit, they were really schlocky and poorly written. Oh, I liked it when they got into the real crazy ones with like <laughs> Tiffany and stuff. Yeah, to Bride of Chucky. <laughs> yeah, Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky. Oh, God. So when they had his son... Oh, man. What'd they name him? Oh, God. I can't remember off the top of my head. It was a girl. It was a boy girl. What? It was like a It was a girl, but in a boy's body. Like a hermaphrodite, Chucky? Oh, something like that. Oh, Glenn. Boy. Like Bruce Jenner? Glenn. Glenn was his name. <laughs> like Bruce Jenner. Her name is Caitlyn Jenner now, Derek. Be sensitive. No, oh, whatever. <laughs> the views of Derek Mitras do not necessarily reflect the views of everyone here at Not Nation. Thank you. If you're a fucking sensitive person, you shouldn't be listening to our show. That's a good point. That's why I recommend. Stop being <laughs> sensitive. Stop being so sensitive. You bunch of fucking snowflakes. That's what you yeah. recommend. We're going to change all your fucking names to MJ. <laughs> bunch of MJs. All right. Somebody said to me they think they changed her name because it's Disney and Mary Jane is a nickname for marijuana. And Disney's not going to want her name to be Mary Jane. Do you believe no. that at all? Do you think that has any credence at all? I do. I do, too. I think that that is entirely possible as to why they did it and and how they can justify it. <laughs> like, if that's their reasoning, I guess I have to accept it. I guess it'll make sense. I feel like there's no need to change her name. So if there is a reason and that's the reason, I can accept it, I guess. Although I think it's stupid. Because Mary Jane is an actual name. People name their children Mary Jane. What's the big deal? Not like her name's marijuana. All right. Well, I would recommend that everyone watch Glow. I'm seconding that recommendation, as I did earlier in the show, because it was pretty fun. 
And I know Derek didn't like it, but that's okay. He doesn't. Have, we he don't. Also, have, he also didn't finish it, so it doesn't yeah, count. We don't have to agree on everything. So. If I watch half of a show and I don't like it, I don't need to watch the rest of it. Well, I wish someone told me that before I finished Iron Fist. What a waste of fucking time that was. I know. Exactly. Oh, God, that was bad. You got to make glows, glows better than that. No, because I watched all of Iron Fist. <laughs> I couldn't even watch all of Glow. Well, Just for the record, Tom, remember Derek didn't like Westworld either? Oh, that's a good point. I did not say I didn't like Westworld. I just said I didn't watch it. I watched two episodes, and then I just didn't watch it again. I didn't say I didn't like it. All right. Oh, hey. You did, you did say it was confusing. Everyone says it's confusing. Well, until you understand the whole timeline and how it jumps back and forth, then it's multiple timelines. Yeah, it's then it's not confusing. But yeah, initially it's confusing. But once you figure it all out, it's pretty masterfully done. It's pretty brilliant. All right, maybe I'll watch it. You gotta watch it at least before season two comes out. I'm busy. I have to go to sleep. All right. Well, let's wrap up so you can go to sleep. Does Game of Thrones come back this week? Yep. So I'm going to re- also recommend Game of Thrones, because that's coming back this Sunday. Season 7, is it? Oh, my God. It's the seventh season? Mm-hmm. That is fucking crazy. feels like season 1 with Sean Bean was just not that long ago. I can't believe that was seven years ago. Ned's- Does it go by years, though, or it, will they have two seasons in, like, a 12-month period? No, no. It's usually one a year. Starting like 10 episodes. Yeah, but they're awesome. Every episode is awesome. I, I haven't yeah. seen a bad episode of that show. Yeah, unlike Glow, every episode's awesome. Stop. Every episode of Glow was awesome. So, yeah, this up- <laughs> this upcoming Sunday, July 16th, Game of Thrones Season 7 will be premiering on HBO. So make sure you check that out. And that's it. That's my recommendation for Not Nation this week. That's going to do it on behalf of my amazing and metal co-hosts, Mr. D-Rock Derek Mitris. Stay classy, knotheads. And the man who brings the money, Mr. J Money. I think this is the first episode yet where we haven't said delete once. Well, you just got it in there for us. Thank you. You know what? I'll say it. Hey, Michelle MJ, I delete you. Delete My name is Tom Van Zant. This has been Not Another Nerdy Podcast, episode number 29, a very special Spider-Man Homecoming review episode. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Until next week, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Later. Yeah.
to take a uh, really nice picture of all the pops I've gotten the last two weeks. I haven't put any uh, Instagram pictures up of, of them in a while. I thought you were, were going to say you are ready to take a really nice dump. <laughs> take, <laughs> I'm working on it. And take a picture of it. Oh. <laughs> we should start a website called I Made no. This. I Made This, where you upload your shits. Nice piece of shit. Yeah, how about we just, just add another album on the Facebook page? Feel like we take dumps to you so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that is funny! <laughs>